When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you are now tuned into anything potable, the most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause, like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital, like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why you mad even? Your team gonna be sad leaving after matching up with Brad Stevens. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the part if you plan on staying up to date. You heard? <laughs> Aziz. AJ, I, I see you, man. She. Welcome to Anything is Possible! The Boston Celtics Podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on-demand. Learn more at directtv.com. I am your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan, possible in-game arena host. Who knows? And I am joined, as always, by the kid, the god, the legend himself, Celtics beat reporter from theathletic.com, Jay King, ladies and gentlemen. And we are joined by a very special guest. That's very right, special folks. Guest. The reigning Jays are riding again. It is time for our annual predict every single game in the season. That's right. It's the host of the Locked On Celtics podcast and Celtics beat reporter for Boston Sports Journal, John Corrales, everyone. Let's give him a round of applause. Welcome to the show. Now, for those two Thanks, Jay. In, uh, Jay did not clap. Uh, for the record, I, I Jay did will, not I will clap. not clap for second-rate podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> For those tuning in uh, and wanting to hear on this podcast, we are going. Oh, thanks, CJ. That's very nice. No, of I was you. clapping for my my own joke. Oh, uh, <laughs> on this podcast, we are going to be predicting every single game in the calendar year of 2022. Uh, for the first 36 games of the season, we did that on the Locked On Celtics podcast. So, if you want to hear the entire thing. Go to Locked On Celtics, listen to that episode. Um, but here we are back on Anything is Potable. We are not a daily podcast, so we have not had the time to really break down the uh, the news that Jabari Parker got waived or that Garrison Matthews got waived or uh, whatever happened Garrison over the Matthews weekend. just signed a two-way with the Rockets. A two-way? I thought we were – that's poppycock. Poppycock indeed. <laughs> uh, but we, You should move on to the Broderick Thomas era. Well, it's the Broderick Thomas era. He's recent. He got this that second two way, but um, these are all possible things we could draft. In our, it's the return of the potable six pack. Everyone's favorite uh, potable segment where we do a snake draft, and we're gonna just do it for all of preseason. What were the six best moments? Things. Remember, guys, this is junk drawer rules, so you can literally draft anything uh, from this preseason. John, I'm going to give you the first pick because I have not thought of anything yet. Wow. I completely put on the spot. Um, I'm going to start with Jalen Brown's, what was it, a 14-point quarter, 16-point quarter 
that first quarter that he played, and he was flexing in front of the crowd after he laid that in. Uh, I thought that was – considering that's the only Jalen Brown that we've seen, uh, I'm going to start – that's going to be my first pick. I thought Jalen was awesome. And he, for him to come out of that, uh, I think he just was, like, so happy from, you know, just, just being back. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that uh, I'm going with Jalen. I'm going to go with a better pick, which <laughs> – <laughs> which is Al Horford. Al Horford, before he tested positive for COVID, looked athletic. He looked young. He looked like he's really going to impact the Celtics. When he played next to Robert Williams in the starting lineup, the Celtics crushed the Raptors at the beginning of that game. Um, Horford, his passing is going to matter. His three-point shooting is going to matter. Just his level of intellect is going to matter. And I, I think the way he's played early on for the Celtics – suggests that he still has a whole lot left in the tank and that he might be ready to remind people how good he is after two weird, totally strange years for various reasons in Philadelphia and Oklahoma City. I'm going to go with an even better pick, and it's the obvious pick, and I'm shocked you guys didn't pick it. Romeo Langford shot 60% from three-point land. Romeo yeah. Langford with the fancy footwork, who would have seen this coming? Like, if Romeo Langford shoots... 35% from three this year. I think I'll be happy. Uh, but that I did not expect Romeo to his form looks good. He's shooting with confidence, which is not something I think we expected from Romeo Langford this year. And people forget he hit that game winner in the first game of the preseason. I, I, are, we, are we not forgetting the big moments here? I oh. think if we're, uh, so it's got to be Romeo Langford uh, for that number one pick. I think I think that's a good pick, Romeo Langford, corner three point, you know, menace at this point. He Back to was, you, Jan. We we got the snake. We got the snake. Oh, this is a tough one. He um, didn't have a second pick. Ready no, I got two. I got two ready to go. Should I go one or two? I mean, you already did one, so now you got to go with the other one. Okay, uh, Dennis <laughs> Schroeder, hockey players, number seventy one, um, doesn't have the skunk stripe in his head. Immediately came in, started throwing some ridiculous passes. I like that he plays with energy. I like that he's a little bit dirty and cheap because you need a little bit of toughness on your team. You need a little bit of an asshole. I just like Dennis Schroeder's 71. He should have gone with 77 as an ode to Ray Bork um, just because the numerology works better there. But I just – I like the kind of pure chaos energy uh, Schroeder brings uh, coming in off the bench. I'm going to go with a, a Dennis Schroeder thing as well. He wears a winner hat. That beanie. I knew you were going to pick the beanie. I knew, I knew you were going to pick the beanie. It makes zero sense to me why anyone would practice, shoot around, do anything inside in a beanie. I also don't understand how a bunch of the players wear sweatpants. A bunch of the players wear long sleeve t-shirts. Maybe I'm just too old for this shit. Maybe, maybe I just don't understand because I'm a I'm a boomer these days. But man, yeah, man, like. Why? Why, why not just wear shorts and a tank top like a regular fucking person instead of throwing on a winter hat inside? And, and why can't you just wear sweatpants and a backwards hat, hat like most people do to their jobs? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a very recent occurrence, and I'm going to pick Aaron Neesmith hitting 244 three pointers without missing two in a row, which just came out on Monday where 
he broke apparently Jason Tatum's record of most three pointers in a post shooting practice, whatever competition, most three pointers without missing two in a row, 244. That's a lot of three pointers. You, you know what my initial reaction was, was I could do that too. I never well, missed two in a row. Of course you thought that. I, ne- think- I, I never missed two in a row. But I feel like I feel Dang, like the, we played the 45 minutes be of basketball against each other where you consistently missed three or four in a row. We just but didn't in, put those clips in my on the head. I, I never missed two in a row. Right, right. I know. I figure at some point, like Jay, no, I've seen you shoot. Jay, you, you can shoot, no doubt about it. But at some point you get tired. 244 minutes. No, I'm, I'm kidding. That, that that's an outrageous number. It's Wait, so does insane. that just mean he made that many in a row, or he just no? Like... He made two hundred forty-four without missing two in a row. Right, but how many so, total shots? So when he did finally, he... when he, I don't know how how many shots he took during what that. What if time. he took uh, like four hundred and fifty shots? Like he that, theoretically, then, then he would have been extremely clutch on this on the back leg. Yes, that right. would have been. Oh, he theoretically can go miss, make, miss, make the whole way and have taken four hundred and eighty shots, but. Um, I say if he takes, like, 300 shots, it's impressive. And if he takes over 400 shots and it's just extremely clutch on that second one, then it's impressive. But anywhere between 300 and 400, I'm not as impressed. (laughs) When he first shared it with us, that drill, I was kind of like, why do they have them do that? But then then I thought about it some more, and it puts a little bit of game pressure on you, you know? Like, Like, you have to make the second one every time you miss the first. And it puts a little pressure on you, more pressure than you'd have while shooting just a hundred shots and trying to make however many. Right. So I, I, I kind of like the drill. I like the drill. I also, before we move on from the potable six pack, I have some grievances to air. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You, the listeners know that I never listen to other podcasts. I am not a podcast guy. It has come to my attention that there is another Celtics podcast out there that has a segment where they draft <laughs> random things <laughs> and sponsored that's just by beer company. It sponsored is, by a beer company it is extremely obvious that you guys jacked that from us and stole our segment and tried to and just repackaged it because you didn't have the creativity to come up with something by yourselves wow i will not say this podcast name because they don't deserve my attention nor do they deserve you as a listener but, but man, that's I feel that's awkward sitting here listening to Jay just completely eviscerate another podcast. I don't want to. I don't want to denigrate the the beer company that sponsors that podcast because that's run by a really cool dude who may or may not have no, reached out to no. us first. He makes a really cool beer. It's called Geno Time Beer. Um, it's uh, it's pretty good. And so uh, I would highly recommend you guys supporting the beer company. Uh, the beer Geno time, not the podcast that we won't uh, we won't name. I'm waiting for some beer company to come make the, like the Locked On Lager or something. I'm waiting for that to happen. John, you gotta you just gotta constantly tweet at the companies until they sponsor you for a good six week run and then never talk to you again. That's the that's I, the I also, way we do it. I also want to put out the disclaimer that I have never listened to this podcast once, and if they didn't actually steal it from us, then. I don't take back everything I said, but I would have softened the message at least a little bit. <laughs> no, they stole it from us. I've talked to them about it. Um, but <laughs> excellent, excellent return to the potable six pack. 
Only the other thing I would honorable mention is um, Ime saying we know what we have in Jabari Parker and then cutting him. Uh, I think that's fantastic. They knew what they have, a cuttable player. And then another honorable mention, Jason Tatum just spraying the ball around uh, a field general, basically, in practice. That's what you uh, you love to hear. Any other any other random tidbits from Celtics preseason that we need to empty the junk drawer before we get back into the great prediction palooza of 2022? I, I know you guys. I Now, I've... I am a podcast listener. I I do partake in a great many podcasts around the market, so I am aware of uh, of what's being said. And I know you guys have mentioned the crowds at the Garden, but got a shout out, you know, for doing junk drawer stuff. Preseason crowds at the Garden have been awesome. They've been like I don't know if it's because they're pent up or what, but they are. Um, they, they've been they've been great. It really makes me excited for what the regular season is going to bring because if if you're stepping up from what the crowd was in in the preseason and it wasn't even a full uh, full house. I mean, I would say it was probably like seventy percent full. I don't know, Jay, is that about right? 75 percent. Yeah, full? probably about that. At least the second game, the first one might have been less than that even. Yeah, but both game when when Romeo hit that that game winner, that place exploded it was like wow yeah, it, it was loud so gotta shout out the crowds gotta shout out the crowds for sure the, the, the other thing i want to mention is when robert williams just came out and said that grant williams and marcus smart had been in an altercation i enjoyed that so much because <laughs> normally guys try to keep that stuff from us but he was just excited to share that guys were scrappy at practice and wanted everyone to know that that nobody was taking shit there's a greater transparency with his team uh i think the more we get distance from brad uh, the more we learned that he was a liar uh, and just didn't want to tell us anything, including the starting lineups. Um, now, note that I said that, not the actual journalist. Um, so, Brad, I know you're listening. Don't get don't get upset with Jay or John uh, for that. <laughs> Brad All right. consistently lied to us. He did. He said uh, my favorite Brad lie was that he didn't ask about the injury because he didn't want to have to lie to the media. And it's just like. <laughs> Brad, uh, oh, you, you're not curious about uh, the thing that affects your whole livelihood, so you didn't ask questions? I just, uh, that's not having a growth mindset, and I refuse to believe that. But that's, I, I digress. I'm really digging myself a hole here to become the in-arena host by calling the GM a liar. But you know what? You got to keep it real before you actually get the job. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, on the Locked On Celtics podcast, we predicted the first 36 
games of the Celtics season. We did every game in 2021. And after those 36 games, Jay and I thought the Celtics would be 21 and 15. Well, John was one game more optimistic at 22 and 14. So we're going to finish out the season for the rest of this episode. And that starts Saturday, January 2nd versus Orlando. And then we have another uh, game on the homestand against the San Antonio Spurs. I'm going to start it right off. Those are both wins. Both those teams are not going to be good. I agree. I think I think they come out. And just to give a little teaser, I thought when we all went through December, December was kind of a rough month for the Celtics. So they need a bounce back. They, I had them starting off big, having a tough December. We're going to bounce back here. I'm looking at this, this January. I think there are a lot of wins on the schedule. I think there are two wins here right away and i had them losing that that phoenix game so i think orlando san antonio uh put put me down for a couple of w's where where are we right now on this schedule january <laughs> Jan- that's why all, right. all right I, I i was looking at december 1st like a moron uh i'm gonna go with yeah they, they beat the magic i think the three of us plus two Two people from that scrub ass podcast I was mentioning before could probably beat the Magic, um, and then they beat the Spurs too. And I don't no, think we no, can no, beat the no Magic. belief in Mo Bamba's preseason or no. RJ Hampton, your boy RJ Hampton. My boy RJ Hampton is fantastic talent, fantastic prospect. I'm I'm all the way in on RJ Hampton, but that being said. Um, no, no, the magic will not win that one in Boston. No chance. Spurs have a better shot, but they'll lose too. Ime Odoka has to, has to really get the best of his mentor, Greg Popovich. That That's a big matchup that people, people aren't paying enough attention to. I can't wait to see that first. Udoka gets a guy who built it. Because they meet, they meet in San Antonio first. I want to see. I, I bet. I bet Pop pulls something. He does some kind of like. He he's a, he's he a jokester. That Popovich. Which, yeah, which like puts a sign on his back that says "I'm with stupid" or something. Like, yeah, really? something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. I bet Pop does something. All right, then we have a home and home against the New York Knicks. So the Celtics go to New York, play a Wednesday night TNT game, which. Uh, TNT's on Thursday, so I don't know what's going on there. And then come back home to play the Knicks again on NBA TV. Jay, I'll start with you. What happens in these two games against the Knickerbockers? I think the first game, second night of a back-to-back, who knows if Kemba will be playing, I guess? Is Tibbs. He... With Tibbs, he's not going to just take uh, games off. T- That's probably Kemba's true. And he, and he probably won't be playing as many minutes as the Celtics had him playing. Um Anyway, the, the Knicks are going to beat the Celtics second night of a back-to-back, and then they're going to come back and not beat the Knicks in the next game, and not beat the Celtics in the next game. The The Celtics are going to take advantage of Evan Fournier, whose defense is not fantastic. So, right now, this is is this the last time they'll play the Knicks? Yeah, there's yeah, been a lot of Knicks games already. This so is the many third and fourth Knicks game. Yeah, that's the finish out the season series. This is going to be huge because the Celtics are in competition with the Knicks theoretically 
if we're looking at the teams that are going to be fighting for that, if you give Milwaukee and Brooklyn the top two, and if you, I'm a lot of people penciling in. Is Philly. division record the tiebreaker or is it head-to-head? Head-to-head. Head-to-head. Mm. Then, then division, I think. But so I have the Celtics having split the game in New York. I think they beat San Antonio easily enough where they beat New York. I, I think this is this is a big stretch for them. They got to beat New York twice. So I'm going to give it to them to get that tiebreaker. This is this is a very important January doldrums, but this is going to be a very important game, uh, stretch of games here for the Celtics as far as the tiebreaker goes. Another streak brewing for you, John. Uh, this has been a, a game of runs for Corrales when he's picking these games. And he's on, the Celtics are on another four-game heater. Now another home-and-home home series, this time home against the Pacers. So many home-and-homes. Home-and-home against the Pacers is rough. They're a boring team. The Pacers are a boring team, but can we just pause for a second and be like, what the hell are the Indiana Pacers? Because I'm pretty sure Zach Lowe picked them to be like third in the East. And I've also seen people pick them to be 10th in the East. And I can't get a read on them whatsoever. All I know is that people are going to give Rick Carlisle a lot of credit for never having made it out of the first round since 2011. So what the hell is going on in Indiana? They, they were They're my pick to – climb those standings as much as anybody um they had obviously one of the worst coaching situations in, in the league last year players were rebelling against Bjorkman from very early on in his tenure they had a ton of injuries last season they and i just think i just think they're ready for a turnaround i think carlisle is one of the five to seven best coaches in the league and has proven that time after time and has prob- he though Oh yeah, Carlisle's a great coach. Carlisle's a fantastic coach, according to the kid. <laughs> per the kid, um, and it's going to be a split. It's going to be a split. Celtics, Celtics beat the Pacers in Boston. Pacers beat the Celtics in Indiana, and then I will be happy not to see the Pacers again for a while. Even though, <laughs> even though I'm a big fan of Demontis Sabonis in his passing. Yeah, I'm. I'm with Jay on the. Like I think I think there's gonna be because of the the coaching just madness from the year before, I think there is gonna be a little bit of a bump with Rick Carlisle. So I think the Indiana Pacers will be the surprising team. Now, that still doesn't mean that they're gonna get past the play-in because there are a lot of good teams bunched up in the middle, Boston, Atlanta, New York, uh, Chicago. I mean, there's four teams there. And if we if we like I said before, have Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly somewhere in that mix, you're already getting into the playing game without having mentioned Indiana. So there, there's still a strong chance that they'll be decent, but a playing team. Um, I, I'm also going with the split here. Uh, I'm going to say um, the Celtics lose at home. Is that what you had, Jay? If they lose at home, I had. I say Brad Wanamaker comes in. Oh, Brad Wanamaker! The Celtics, the Brad Wanamaker revenge game at B- home. B Rob will Boston. be fist pumping in in the stands. It's gonna be it, it's gonna be where Brad Wanamaker has like four points, but they're all in the last minute of the game. Backbreaker four points. It's, Ooh, it's gonna cl- closing be, lineup. Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, it's somebody's going to foul out. Brad Wanamaker's going to go in there, and he's going to torch the Celtics in Boston, and then uh, then the Celtics get their revenge in Indiana. 
That's just very sound logic. Uh, Brad Wanamaker, sturdy, solid, impact player. I have to, I have to follow you there. Um, next game is a Thursday night at Philadelphia. The first time going to the city of brotherly love, South Philly. Um, will Ben Sendon still be on the team at this point? I'm going to make a not. wild prediction here. Kyrie Irving is going to kill the Celtics in this game. Kyrie Irving is going to have 33 and 11 against the Celtics in this game while playing for the 76ers after getting traded for Ben Simmons. I don't hate it. It's like the trade that makes sense. Um, Yeah, no, I, I, I adding Kyrie to the Sixers Celtics rivalry would be uh, certainly awesome. Uh, I'd be all here for it. Uh, it would make the Sixers way better, but um, I would also love to see how the Philly fans would react to Kyrie because they are the most ruthless oh fan base that's ever been. And go birds. to see them react to the things he says, the things he does, how good he is as a player, but how wild he can be at times as is a that nonsense force. It would be just – I don't know what would happen. I honestly don't know what would happen with, with him and that fan base, but I want to see it. Um, That's never going to happen. But uh, I like where your head's at. Uh, I think the Celtics lose in Philly. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to make a Ben Simmons prediction there. But it's not. It's, he's not going to get traded for, for Kyrie Irving. I think the the Celtics. I'll save I'll save my my trade Philly trade thing for the next time the Celtics play them on the fifteenth. So tune in from five minutes from now, folks, for John's <laughs> trade prediction. I also think it's a loss. Uh, the Sixers are a good team, and it's hard to beat good teams uh, when you're on the road. All right, we have a four game ro- uh, home stand, starting with a back to back against Chicago. Then a Sunday 12-30 game against the Pelicans, followed by the Hornets and the Trailblazers. So four games in which the Celtics are at home. John, what do you got for those four? All right. I got a win against Chicago because I had them losing to Chicago earlier. November, I mean, uh, sorry, January 17th is going to be Zion Williamson's debut from an ongoing foot issue that's going to cost him. It's going to be madness in in New Orleans. He's not going to play until the middle of January. Griffin might be gone by then. If Zion doesn't play until January 17th, they should fire uh, Griffin just for negligence per se, just based on failure alone. I don't know what's going on with Zion's foot. It's weird. And not only that, Something's a foot. Oh wow! Well what done. Did say? Something's, Something's a foot. Oh, that's horrible. I'm glad. No, no, it's good. What are you talking about? That's a, that was a good <laughs> joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't see. I, I think. I think just because he's just naturally a bigger guy, I think that that's going to cost him some some real time. So uh, I'm just going with you know, the, the the history there in New Orleans. It's going to take Zion much longer than anybody anticipates to get back. It's going to be complete controversy. It's going to be maybe the biggest storyline, non-Kyrie, non-Ben Simmons going into the, the, the season. So 
Corrales Chicago, has been rooting, rooting for Zion's demise ever since he tweeted <laughs> some dumb shit when before Zion's rookie year. Who me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no! Rem- I re- you know the tweet that I I, I badgered you about. I completely forgot about that. What'd you tweet? Uh, What'd you tweet? Something like oh, he'll, I, he'll have rookie struggles like anyone else. Yada yada yada. Right. Oh, so a totally right. innocuous NBA opinion. <laughs> I, to I which Jay King was like, "Blah." And I, I I tweeted at him every time Zion killed as throughout his rookie year. I, um, I tweeted at Corrales. So I got two wins there. I think I think Charlotte's going to be a loss, and then there's a win against Portland. While Jay looks, tries to find that uh, John tweet, I think they lose to the Bulls. It's the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, the Bulls are a pretty solid team. But then I got three wins. Uh, I just don't think the Pelicans are going to be very good. Uh, at home against Charlotte, I think I will have be hanging out with Nick Friedman and be able to get in his head, maybe leak the offensive game plan. But I don't think the Hornets can overcome that. And again, uh, the, the Trailblazers are not good. And so Jay... What do you think happens on this uh, four-game homestand? Unless you have found the Corrales tweet, I have I have yet to find it, but I will find it. Uh so in an outrageous 8:30 p.m. local time tip against the Bulls, which will infuriate all the writers and already has me steaming right now. <laughs> the uh, the Celtics are going to roll the Bulls. Jalen Brown is going to have eight three pointers, forty four points. Then the 44. Celtics are that's got to be a career high. Then the Celtics are going to take it to the Pelicans as well. Pelicans just defensively won't be able to keep up with the barrage of of Tatum, Brown, and and Dennis Schroeder. Big game for Dennis Schroeder. I'm 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 guessing 27 for Dennis Schroeder in that game. The Hornets game, despite actually, you know what? Nick Friedman is going to have his way with the Celtics. Jaron, like Nick like Nick Friedman, prediction. one of the. Hottest rising assistant coaches in the league. Emphasis on hot. A, a, a guy. true, a true offensive architect. Uh, he's he's going to have the boys really playing in in Charlotte, and and Charlotte will topple the Celtics and a small winning streak for the Celtics. Trailblazers. Celtics get back on track against the Trailblazers. Uh, d- though Jam Packard believes he will be the savior for Portland, Larry Nance just won't have a great game defending uh, Al Horford. That's fair. The Nance Nurkic uh, front court's not going to do it for uh, for the Trailblazers? I, I don't think it is. <laughs> All right, let's uh, another quick four. They go at Washington for a, a little Saturday matinee, come back home for play the Kings before going to another Southern road trip at Atlanta and at New Orleans. Uh, John, we'll start with you. I think Tatum and Bradley Beal duel it out in Washington with Beal hitting the buzzer beater to win. A, I, I don't have many disappointing, like real soul-crushing losses uh, on my predictions yet. I need to get some in there. This is going to be one of them. Uh, Come back, just demolish the Sacramento Kings, then hit the road, beat Atlanta, but lose to New Orleans on the back-to-back in New Orleans. Big revenge game. 
That's a tough back-to-back for uh, Atlanta, New Orleans on Thursday, Friday. So yeah. I agree with you that I think they uh, they beat the Hawks and they uh, lose to New Orleans. I'm going to throw in a real dumb loss to the Kings because uh, that feels like it's happened recently, and you got to have some dumb losses occasionally. Darren Fox is going to uh, just be super quick. They're not going to be able to stop him. And I have them beating the Wizards because I don't think the Wizards are good. I think it'll be two dumb losses in a row. First Ooh. the Wizards, then the Kings. It's going to be Dinwiddie and De'Aaron Fox season out there. Bradley Beal also going to score quite a few points. It's the middle of January, dog days, defense slumps a little bit. Those are going to be two of the worst defensive outings for the Celtics all season. They will rebound, however, on the road against the Hawks. And and that's – I think they're going to make things really tough on Trey Young defensively. I think they're going to they're gonna target Trey Young and, and score a lot of points through him. All right, and then what about the next night against New Orleans on the back-to-back? In New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, they're, they're losing that one. Um, Zion will have – 43 points, all of them in the paint or at the free throw line. Now, that feels like a, a sneaky, like, Josh Hart 24-point game. Like, where it's just Josh Hart's annoying. Yeah, or Devontae Graham has, like, six threes. And, big Jonas Valanciunas totally, night. Totally ruins <laughs> the Celtics. All right, Miami, Sunday night. I Look. forgot they have Jonas Valanciunas, too. What a weird... That weird roster. What a terrible, uh, sad experience. Valanciunas is good, though. Valanciunas is good. good. But this is just, it's a weird roster in New Orleans. It really is weird. All right. The Heat first time coming to Boston on Sunday, January 31st, followed up by another appearance by uh, Nick Friedman in the Charlotte Hornets. It's a Monday? Well, ESPN, where I copied these uh, schedule from, has it as a Sunday, so I don't know what to say, tell you. But the Heat are coming to Boston, Corrales. What do you think is going to happen? This is going to be a this is going to be a, a bloodbath. This is going to be uh, an eighty-five to eighty-three, just defensive, like crazy. Maybe a fight. Maybe there's going to be like a, some pushing and shoving. This is going to be a tense. I bet Schroeder will be in the mix. Oh yeah, this is going to be Schroeder. Yeah, Schroeder and Butler going to get into it. You know, uh, Tyler Hero is going to come off a pick and and flare an elbow up and catch somebody, and it's going to get really, really tense. Uh, I think we're going to get like a weird kind of uh, somebody on the like Juancho Hernan Gomez steps in and and hits the, the uh, night of Juancho. Yeah. This is going to be like a weird Wancho comes in and and hits a, a go ahead three with thirty seconds left, and and the Celtics just put it away at the free throw line. There you go, Wancho. I mean, this is the first Wancho appearance of the entire uh, podcast. I would I would love for that to happen. Um, maybe Wancho is the one thing that can take down the true evil that is uh, Kyle Lowry being on the Miami Heat. Like you just it's rough to kind of deal with two forces of evil like that combining. Um, I think the Celtics are going to win just because the heat don't really have a lot of depth. And this is going to be the dog days of the season. Jimmy Butler or might be hurt. Kyle Lowry might be hurt at this point. uh, And they're going to be relying on PJ Tucker to actually score points. And so I think it's a W for the uh, Celtics followed up by another win against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Again, 
Uh, Nick Freeman performs terribly in Boston. Um, that's was his one tragic flaw, his Achilles heel. Jay, what do you think happens in the Heat game? And what do you think happens in the uh, final Hornets game of the year? Heat game is going to be an Aaron Neesmith game. I, I don't know why he's going to play big minutes, um, whether he's earned them throughout the season, whether he someone gets hurt in front of him, he steps in. But I, I see a vision of Aaron Neesmith having 23 points against Miami that night to lead a Celtics victory, even though Max Struess will hit a bunch of shots for the Celtics. Max Struess. I mean, I for the it. Heat. For the Heat. Max Struess. Former former Celtic Max Struess. People forget the no one forgets Max, the Max Struess era. era. No one forgets. And that. then, uh, yeah, I feel like I've I've predicted two losses. I think for Boston against Charlotte, at least one loss for Boston against Charlotte. This is going to be the night the Celtics overcome Gordo, and and it's going to be honestly. I think th- this is going to be a Rich- Josh Richardson game. This is going to be Richardson gets hot in this game. I, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I can sense um, right now like five threes from Richardson, five, five for eleven from three. He's going to be really firing them that night. I like that Jay has gone like picked a bunch of guys on the Celtics. It's going to be, it's going to be this guy's night, and it's never been like, oh, it's going to be a Jason Tatum night. When most I, of these, I mean, I, I think I predicted he's going to have fifty-two one game. So. You did most that. of these nights, most of these nights, the prediction is just gonna be it's gonna be a Jason Tatum night and they're gonna win. John, the, from the thumbs up, I'm guessing you're gonna pick the I'm Celtics going, to beat the Hornets too. I'm going Charlotte. I'm going the Celtics beat Charlotte. I think Jay is on the right track, but the wrong guy. We have not had the Marcus Smart game this season. This is the Marcus Smart seven of eight from three game. This is Marcus just coming in. If he's seven of eight, he's gonna be seven of eighteen, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like he's not stopping true. at eight if he's that hot. Let's seven of eight in the first That's quarter. A That's a good point. It's going to be more like seven of twelve or something. But he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna have a hot shooting night. This is we haven't had the Marcus Smart game. This is going to be it. And they got a three game road trip at Detroit, at Orlando, and finishing at Brooklyn on TNT. I think they're going to beat Detroit and Orlando because those teams are bad, and then lose to the Brooklyn Nets because that team is good. Simple as that, folks. That makes sense. Lots of Detroit in the month of February. We get our first our first taste of Cade Cunningham uh, on February fourth, and they play twice more in the month. Yeah, I think yeah, way too much Detroit. That's Nothing like visiting Detroit, Detroit in February. That's everyone always says. If there's a time to go to Detroit, it's February. <laughs> it's the middle of winter. Uh, yeah, I will not be going to Detroit. So. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jam. I think Detroit's going to be a win. They're they're kind of a messy mix. It's going to take it's going to take Kate a while to to get himself uh, acclimated there. Uh, Orlando's a mess in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think I think by this time, no, I think I think yeah, I'll just stick with this. I'll just say by this time, Kyrie Irving is vaccinated, and this is where he's fully like embracing his powers and. So I think I think that's going to be an ugly game for the Celtics. So two wins and a loss. The Celtics beat Detroit. I'm not even going to waste any breath explaining details of that game. It's going to be a a joke. Same thing with the Magic game. Celtics are going to win that one. Ben Simmons is going to have a triple double <laughs> against the Celtics in Brooklyn, and. And it's going to be pretty impressive to see what he brings defensively alongside James Harden and Kevin Durant. 
I like it. I like the J King universe. It stays consistent throughout the entire season. Um, that's good stuff. All right. The Joker, the reigning MVP comes to town and then the villain Trey Young come to town for two games in February. I think it's going to be both losses for the Celtics. Uh, this is where they hit a little bit of a skid. They play three tough teams in a row. People are get furious, but I just don't think they have a way to defend Jokic. And I think Trey Young is an absolute demon on the road and will relish playing in front of a bench of angry uh, Celtics fans. I just he's more powerful when he's getting booed. Uh, so it's a it's kind of a down stretch for the Celtics where everyone's starting to question like. What is this team really? Can they beat the good teams? Um, and we shall see. But I think it's a, it's a tough stretch uh, playing both Denver and then Atlanta. Jay, what do you think? I think the Celtics beat Denver. Two days of rest is going to be big for Al Horford in his matchup for Nikola Jokic. You know, I, I think people forget it. You said they don't have anyone to guard Jokic? Horford, bro. Oh, no. In my uh, universe, Al Horford has a, a strained quad and has missed the last uh, week. Oh, well, if he has a strained quad, things could be different then. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think honestly, that's the Marcus Smart game. And I don't mean a seven-for-eight three-point shooting performance, which would never happen because, let's be honest, he'd shoot more. Um, it's going to be one of those smart games where, like, good, bad, he does everything, like, he takes he checked threes and you're like why is he doing that and then he takes three charges against Aaron Gordon and just totally changes the game he throws a turnover in the fourth quarter that's really dumb but also has 11 assists it's going to be one of those Marcus Smart games where it's like the ups the downs the entire Marcus Smart experience he ends up getting in a fight maybe with Dennis Schroeder his own teammate <laughs> It, the inter-team fight, I like it. it. it it's going to be one of those games, but but Smart's going to eventually drag the Celtics to a victory. My favorite thing about Marcus Smart is that when he does one of those dumb plays, he immediately follows it up with an amazing play to make up for it. Like, if he, he has a really bad turnover, then he's either going to have, like, this most amazing steal to get it back, or he's going to draw a charge, or do something. Uh, I, I think... I think the Celtics do beat Denver in this one. Um, I think they win both of these games. They beat Denver, they beat Atlanta, and then they they head back out. So uh, these are going to be very, very tight games. This is going to be, you know, you're heading into the all-star break. I think Tatum is going to be voted an all-star starter, and so he's going he's gonna to be one of these guys that it's going to be a, a big, like, uh, Tatum boost like he, he always likes to have that boost after he gets like a big kind of rec recognition so I think Tatum Tatum is on a stretch here where he's he's really kind of dominating and he takes over in this game do you think so the Celtics I, should make up awards for Jason Tatum like j just say <laughs> that he's won certain Celtics things so that then he, he can always be on that surge that he gets <laughs> after big recognition outstanding achievement in the field of excellence <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that anything they can do to get him to, to, to bump it up. I, I think, I think Tatum has his most complete game of the season against the Denver Nuggets has, uh, I've picked Tatum to have at least two or three triple doubles this season. I think this will be one of them. The, you know, he's, he's going to just gonna do it. Out Jokic, Jokic. Yeah. I think, I think it's just going to be one of those 
Tatum just cannot be. They're, they're going to have no answer for him, no matter what happens. Jokic. Is you don't think have Michael like, Porter Jr. would be a good matchup for him? You, what do you mean defensively? That was a that was a joke about that's Michael the, Porter Jr.'s defense went yeah, over everyone's head. That's that, the joke. best joke ever. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, and so um, something's afoot. Am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are. Uh, so yeah, two wins. Jay, what do you have happening in the, that Atlanta game? It is a 2 p.m. Saturday game, just so factor that in before you make your choice. Your schedule yeah. is off, man. This is – I got – it's a Sunday game. Yeah, that's I'm a Sunday telling you, game. ESPN it, – is it at 2 p.m.? It is it at is 2 p.m. It's going to be It's going to be Sleepy Tatum. This is going to be one of his few just bad games this season. I, I think he's ready to take a step in consistency. I, I think – He's going to have, he's going to boost up his free throw attempts so that, like, to kind of limit the damage when he's not shooting well. I think he's going to get more going to the basket and, like, on the mo for the most part, be far more consistent. This one's going to be a stinker. I don't know why he's going to have a stinker against Atlanta. They don't have the best defensive personnel, but it's going to be a stinker. It's just going to be a 2, 2 p.m. Sunday game. That's, that's the only excuse needed for, a bad game. He's going to have like 15 points on like four for 19 shooting. And, and the Celtics are not going to not uh, hit a lot of threes and people are going to be like, wow, this team's nothing when the, like when Tatum doesn't get it going. Uh, I can see it just a, a, a bad, a make or miss league. And they're going to be missing a lot of shots there. All right. We got two more before the all-star break at Philadelphia and then home against Detroit on a back-to-back John, what do you think happens? This is where the trade kicks in. Buddy Heald drops eight three-pointers against the Boston Celtics. And they go into overtime and beat the Sixers. <laughs> well, they, over, they overcome the Buddy Heald game. Overcome the Buddy Heald game. Buddy Heald hits a three-pointer to send him into overtime. They go into OT, uh, and Bede is pissed off that he didn't get the last shot, so he sulks his way through overtime, and the Celtics pull out the win in Philly. Buddy healed on Philly. It's really, I think, a Sacramento trade with, with Ben Simmons is the only one that makes them make sense. Buddy healed. Letting it fly next to Joel Embiid. Um, this is going to be a Philly win. This is going to be another, another Kyrie Another Kyrie show <laughs> in Philly. He, I, he's going to taunt Ime Odoka somehow, you know, kind of like he did with stepping on lucky. Ime was a coach for the Nets last year. I, I just feel Did like they have beef. <laughs> no, but, but Kyrie will, he'll do something. Uh, he's going to, he's going to taunt Ime Odoka. That's just probably the wildest prediction I'll make on this podcast. Other than Kyrie Irving getting traded and having two big games as a Philadelphia 76er against the Celtics. Um, but that's that's just where I stand right now. Uh, that's fair. I think Joel Embiid is going to be out this game with a uh, lower back injury. It's just going to be one of the classic stretches where, oh, man, he's playing at an MVP level. If only he could play over 65 games. I think that's a Celtics win. And then they obviously beat the Detroit Pistons before heading into the All-Star break. What do you guys have in the Pistons game? A win? A win? It's a win. It's a win. Jay's not even paying attention. I'm going to tell you it's a win. 
Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> All right, we're going to check in with the schedules right now. Uh, going into the All-Star break, again, Jay and I uh, agree, which is not great. Uh, we think the Celtics will be 36 and 24. John, more optimistic, 40 and 20 uh, at this point with uh, 22 games left to go. And so here's the real question. We all think I, Tatum is going to be an all-star, probably a starter. Will any other players on the Celtics, basically will Jalen Brown also be an all-star uh, yes. for the season this year? Yes. Yeah, if if their record is anywhere close to what we're predicting, then yes, he'll definitely yeah. be an all-star. He was an all-star last year when they really weren't very good. Um, I don't see him taking a step backward at all. I think if anything, he'll just produce more and have more opportunities with Kemba Walker gone. The one I think who could get close to all-star, but won't get it is Al Horford. I think Al Horford is still very, very good at basketball. And I think his role in Boston will make sense for him. And I just think everything he does is what the Celtics need. And he'll have a very, very good start to the season. How pissed off will Philly fans be if Al Horford is playing near an all-star level? If if Al Horford is in that conversation, in that mix where you you turn it on TNT and you know depends how happy they are with Kyrie. (laughs) It depends how much Anna Horford is tweeting about it and how uh, vitriolic they respond to her tweets about it. Uh, That will be very vitriolic for sure. And and I I have to report an error. Jay actually has the Celtics at 35 and 25 at this point. I have them one game up, 36 and 24, and Corrales again at 40 and 20. So that's my mistake. Hand up. Uh, incorrect accounting on my part. All right. Get it together, Packard. They open up, coming out of the All-Star break, with a three-game road trip at Brooklyn, at Detroit. So many Detroit games. And then at Way Indiana. Way too many Detroit games. So too many. I think they beat the Brooklyn Nets because they're not going to be uh, that locked in. Maybe James Harden's uh, still partying in whatever all-star city, unless it's in Indiana. Where's the all-star game this year? I know it's supposed to be in Indiana. I have no clue where the all-star uh, game is. Whatever yeah. the reason is. I think it's in Indy. Yeah, okay, James Harden's not going to be partying. So, But I still think the Celtics are going to win. I think they beat Detroit, and they beat Indiana, and they come out strong – from the all-star break, a little bit more well-rested. The depth is really coming into play here, and people start to believe in this Boston Celtics team. Jay King, what do you have happening on this three-game road, road swing? I think they come back from the all-star break. Peyton Pritchard has a nice tan. Um, <laughs> Ennis Cantor, likewise, bronzed up. But the, the, the Nets pummel them. James Harden despite Packard's claims that he could be partying too much during the all-star break, took things really seriously. And <laughs> he's going to have 36, him and ben Simmons just had a, a Zen meeting where they just 36 did, points and 12 assists. They did yeah. a juice cleanse. Ben Simmons scores zero points in the fourth quarter, but it doesn't matter because James Harden and Kevin Durant are his teammates, not just Joel Embiid and Seth Curry and shit. Um, <laughs> and, shit. And, then, and then, then Detroit Pistons, they stink. They're so bad. They're going to be awful, even though Kate Cunningham is quite a talent and I enjoy watching him play basketball. That's going to be ugly. And then Pacers game is going to be a loss. Second night of a back-to-back, 5 p.m. start. It's That just has disaster all over it. Rick Carlisle 
is going to coach a gem. He's going to be almost Nick Friedman-esque on the sidelines, <laughs> gu- guiding the Pacers. I don't think he's going to be that strong with a kettlebell. I actually just noticed that the uh, the Pistons game starts at 12 noon. That's got to be a loss for the Celtics. You can't. They're not going to beat the Pistons three times in one month. Uh, Kelly Olynyk won't let that happen. The, the veteran presence of and positional defense of Kelly Olynyk on the Pistons. All right, John. Yeah. What do you think happens in these three? I I I can't bring myself for Detroit to beat Boston, even though we saw it happen last year. Uh, I, I just can't do it. Um, I think it's I think Brooklyn's a loss, Detroit's a win, Indy's a loss on the back to back. All right, coming down the home stretch here, three at home against the Hawks, the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the first time the Celtics are seeing them this season, and then another game against Brooklyn, another daytime matinee. Jay, what happens here at home? I just got to stop stop this for a second and just stress that this is by far the dumbest thing we do. I was just, <laughs> I was just, I think just our, listening. The fans' favorite piece of content from us throughout the entire year. Because it's so stupid, but but people appreciate it, you know? it's uh, And it's, it's a tradition. I love how Jay, an hour and 52 minutes into doing it, says, wait a minute, this is dumb. Oh, I what love it. Doing? I love it. The fans love it, but it's so stupid. Oh, uh, okay, Atlanta Hawks, Celtics <laughs> win. Celtics win. I think that's going to be a 57-point Jason Tatum performance. On Packard, TNT. Packard's Whoa. talking about how, how I, don't, I don't give him enough credit. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Say Jason Tatum's going to have 30 points this game? Yeah, Jason Tatum's going to have 30 points a lot of games. He's going to have 57 against the Hawks. Come back two nights later, take an L to the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson, six three-pointers. Going to really, really give Robert Williams trouble in the pick and pop. And then Brooklyn Nets. Celtics beat him. Celtics beat him. The Nets are going to have an injury. It's going to be Harden's hammy or it's going to be Durant's out for load management. There's going to be something going on with the Nets that game. I can sense it. Blake Griffin, not going to be enough. Patty Mills, not going to be enough. Paul Millsap, not going to be enough against a big, big outing from sixth man of the year candidate, Dennis Schroeder. 21 points, nine assists for Schroeder off the bench. Jay is big on Schroeder. This is the fifth, fourth or fifth Schroeder game he's predicted so far. Yeah. I mean, the guys averaged 15 points a game for each of the last six seasons. Last time he came off the bench, he averaged 18 points a game. And I just think that there are going to be a lot of playmaking opportunities for him with the Celtics bench. He's going to be a productive man. Fair enough. John, Atlanta, Memphis, Brooklyn. Uh, I, I, hate, I hate to agree with the kid, but I have to on this one. I think I think you, you beat Atlanta. You, you two are predicting a 57-point Jason Tatum. <laughs> I'm not, okay, not, not going that crazy. Um, but I do think you beat Atlanta. I think Memphis is going to be tough. And that's going to be that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a loss. But after a couple of days off, Brooklyn on a Sunday afternoon, that's going to be a big marquee game. I think that's going to be one of those 32 assist type of Celtics performances where um, it's, it's just everything's popping. This is going to be a game. You know, going now we're we're in the home stretch, right? The, fi- the the final few weeks of the season. This is a Celtics statement game. You come off that Memphis loss. Uh, is that a TNT game on Thursday night? Um, 
I think it might my be. information says not, but we've learned that uh, ESPN is a terrible website yeah. for any sort of. So I think I I just think that Brooklyn game is going to be just a battle. That's going to be a game where people afterwards are tweeting seven games of this, please, and that's going to be a fun one. So I think Celtics go two and one in that stretch. Uh. I think the Celtics, I agree with you. They beat the Hawks. I think uh, after being embarrassed by Trey Young on his home court, uh, Jason Tatum has 61 points, um, <laughs> better than Jay's 57 points. Then I think they beat the Memphis Grizzlies just because the Grizzlies um, are always a bridesmaid and they're just never going to be uh, that good. And then I think uh, Kevin Durant reminds everyone that he's Kevin Durant and um, – when Kevin Durant's doing Kevin Durant things, you can't really stop him. Uh, and so I think the Celtics lose there. Uh, we're coming down the home stretch of the season. We're in March. We got a one-off trip to Charlotte, uh, then a game against the Pistons again, and then Luka Doncic and the Mavericks come to town. John, what's going on here? All right. Since everybody, everybody's inspired me to pick big performances – Jalen Brown, his first career 50-point game. Charlotte Hornets. Book it. Oh, wow. What is what is Nick Friedman's reaction going to be? Yo, fuck. Jalen <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate reaction. Jalen Brown goes off. Uh, and then they beat they beat Detroit. Let's just put it down. Cannot lose to Detroit at all under any circumstances. Uh, and then they get revenge on Luca. I think I think this is going to be another battle. And then you're going to have a a Tatum game winner instead of a Luca game winner. I think so. We're going we're going three wins. This is now a four game winning streak for me. Another winning streak for me. Yeah, I, I agree. That's that's going to be a tough night for for Nick Friedman in Charlotte. Um, I think the Celtic size will be a very big factor in that you know charlotte likes to go go small play fast but but sometimes the other guys are just bigger and i i, I feel like that's gonna be a horford post-up game where where he's just really running the show from, from the block has like eight assists 11 points six rebounds um detroit celtics are not gonna lose to detroit this this season thank god this is the last time we will watch detroit dallas this is this is a, a wild prediction right now. Um, I think Ime Udoka and Jason Kidd are going to get in a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> what does yeah. Ime just slap Jason Kidd? Just I would think I would pick Ime in that ten yeah, times that, out of ten. I'm, well, I'm what's crazy is that they're both like similar size, even though Jason Kidd was a point guard. Like he was just a huge, huge point guard. I honestly think it'd be that'd be a that'd be a good fight. Um but here's what's gonna gonna really happen. Uh Jason Tatum is going to come to Udoka's aid and lay out Jason Kidd be, <laughs> before before Udoka can get the best of kids. So are you gonna factor in his six game suspension in your next uh six predictions? There will be a an eight game suspension. There will be a <laughs> Netflix documentary about it in 10 years <laughs> and uh no but the the celtics celtics lose to Doncic there um jason kidd the coach is well enough to to get the best of udoka when they're not 
brawling each other. I think Terry Rozier uh, scores 42 points in a loss um, because Nick Freeman unlocks something on the offensive end. But really, you know what? He doesn't coach the defense, so he's not responsible for that. The Celtics just uh, – I think the Celtics probably hit 21 threes that game, um, if I had to uh, guess conservatively. Obviously, they beat the Pistons. Uh, they lose again to the Mavericks because uh, Luka Doncic is a known demon, um, like his friend Chris Middleton. And so I have him going two and one uh, in those three games. Then the final West Coast trip of the year at Golden State, at Sacramento, at Denver, at Oklahoma City. John, yeah, what, will you be going on this less? Uh, it's like the least exciting California trip compared to the four days in L.A. they have earlier in the year. I know. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be going on this one, uh, especially oh that. You know the drive from San Francisco to Sacramento. That's always that's always a fun one. Uh, I think Take I think flight, this is bro. where. What's that? Take a flight, bro. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I think I, I think I did that drive with Packard one year, didn't I? Yeah, buddy. And then Steve. And then Oki. we got assaulted by a guy dressed like a dog. Oh, that was in San Francisco beforehand. Yeah, before. before we made the drive. And then Steve Aoki performed at halftime of the Kings game, and it was really yes. weird. That was weird because no one responded to it. If I recall, yeah, that. great it performance though. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. <laughs> uh, so, I think this is we're talking about Clay Thompson coming back in January, and so it's going to take him a little while to get going. I think this is going to be that first Golden State game where Clay looks like himself. The Celtics are going to be coming in uh, and and one of the one of the good East Coast teams. Golden State's going to win this game by like 15. Clay's going to look great. And this is going to be the game that starts the national conversation about, ooh, Golden State really now going to be a dangerous team. So I think that's a that's a Celtics loss. They, they go into Sacramento with Ben Simmons and Davion Mitchell as two defensive stalwarts. That Sacramento defense is going to be really good. Uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think, uh, but I think the Celtics still win that one. That Marcus Smart, remember that Marcus Smart floater that fell off? I think it might have been that same game that you were talking about. I think Marcus Smart gets his revenge and gets a last-second shot that falls in. So the Celtics win that game. Lose in Denver, win an OKC on the back-to-back. A lot going on on this trip. Uh, The game against the Warriors – Jordan Poole. That's all I got. (laughs) Jordan Poole. He is going to light up the Celtics. They are – it's going to be – I think Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry are going to combine for 87 points. (laughs) And And Jordan Poole is going to have 80 of them. (laughs) I don't know how they're going to get there, but they're going to get there. Sacramento, Celtics bounce back. Uh, Kings have a pretty talented offense, I think, like – they can score points, but the Celtics are really going to clamp down after getting decimated by Jordan Poole and his lesser teammate, Stephen Curry. <laughs> the The Nuggets game, yeah, Jokic is going to spin a triple-double. It's going to be Plus just, the altitude, I mean, just dime slinging left and right. Uh, will Jamal Murray be back by then? Probably, right? He might be. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, I thought they were talking about like March, April, so he could. Yeah. But yeah. he, this is going to be – if he's back, he's, he's just going to be back. 
Well, either way, Jamal Murray is going to give a big boost to the Nuggets off the bench. Let's say off the bench. Uh, because he's early in his return, the Thunder game. Yeah, I don't think any self-respecting team can lose to this Thunder squad. The Celtics did lose to the Thunder last season, but they were not self-respecting. So that, that's the difference. <laughs> that's a fair point. I agree with uh, uh, all points made. Loss, win, loss, win. Going to lose to Golden State because Clay will be back. Beat the Kings because they are non-serious. I mean, the altitude, I don't know how anyone uh, can play in the altitude in Denver. And then, uh, yes, the no one should lose to Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, down the final stretch, they two games at home against the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm just going to pencil them uh, both in as wins. Um, purely, I uh, just don't really like Utah. Um, and if you listen to the other podcasts, uh, Minnesota is a non-serious franchise. Jay? What happens against Utah and the Timberwolves? Utah, Celtics are going to win that one. Um, I think they're going to downsize in that one. Use Horford in the pick and pop, and he's just going to light up Rudy Gobert, just kind of take advantage of Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think they're going to run a lot of pick and roll with Tatum and Horford pick and pop, and it's just going to be tough tough for the Jazz to, to guard. The Minnesota game, I have Minnesota beating the Celtics earlier in the season which isn't going to happen again, not in Boston. Tatum has another 50-point game, 51 in that one. Oh, wow. 51. 50-point games. Yeah. What do you have, four last year? So I think I've had three for him. So it sounds about right to me. Um, Toronto in Toronto, second night of a back-to-back. I I feel like the Raptors at that point of the season, like – will kind of be running on fumes. They won't be that great. Like like Packard said earlier, I don't think they're that deep. I think they need a lot to go right for them to be pretty good this year. I still think the Celtics lose. That's that's a gritty team, man. Van Vliet. Van Vliet. You guys know my Van Vliet takes. Yes. You have a thing with Van I had Vliet. Him, even before he was good in the NBA, I, I've had a Van Vliet thing. Um, that Utah game, again, first game back from a long road trip, long West Coast swing, coming in, facing Utah. Uh, I think that's a loss at home. I think they're going to be sluggish. Then they have three days off before they just demolish Minnesota. I mean, just take them out. Uh, 30-point win. Same with Toronto. I think that after the loss to Utah, they're going to be on a little bit of a, a, a roll. And there's going to be some seeding involved here. So they're going to be fighting for the fourth seed. I think they they lose to Utah and, and beat Minnesota and Toronto. I agree with uh, that they're going to beat Toronto. They're just not going to be playing for anything serious at that point. Although with the playing game, maybe. But uh, I just don't believe in the depth. Uh, it's just going to be like too much of Scotty Barnes. They beat Toronto in Toronto. Um, but then they have a... a, a Kind of a tough home stretch where it's Miami, Indiana, uh, and then Washington. John, what has happened? This is the final week of the season. So these are the final six games. What are you having in these first three at home? So Miami, I think this is going to be the Celtics need this for, I don't know if I'm being accurate here. I think this is going to be like a tiebreaker situation. They need this. This is going to be the race for the fourth seed. So I'm going to say they beat Miami. They step it up. 
They, they're focused. They beat Miami. Uh, I think they close this out with closing out the homestand. Beat Indy, beat Washington, and this way they lock things up. Settle into that four seed. Mr. King, what goes it's on? Be quite a four seed with whatever record you have them, because I know I know it's well, going to be 50, very. Am I at fifty-two wins now at, the, at this point? Yeah, I have you at fifty-three wins at this point. Yeah, they're they're going to be quite a quite a four seed. Um, That's going to be a third seed. <laughs> yeah, so they. Uh, I agree. They beat Miami. I think. I think Schroeder and Kyle Lowry are going to get into it that game. Because Kyle Lowry is just kind of irritating to play against. Schroeder is just irritating to play against. They're destined to clash. It's going to be glorious. Celtics then go on to beat Indiana. Um, I think that's going to be that's going to be a Jalen Brown game. Jalen Brown is going to light them up. He's going to have forty-seven. Woo, forty-seven. I want to say. Seven threes. We'll go with seven threes in that game. And then Washington, that's going to be a loss. That's going to be like vibes are high. Jalen just had 47. Oh, they lost to the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a day game too. So that sounds about right. I think they're going to lose to the Heat because um, it's the final week of the season. That's when Heat culture really starts heating up um, and just taking over. And you can, it's really hard to contend with Heat culture. I think they respond by beating the Pacers just because uh, I don't think the Pacers are very good. And just with their injury luck, I feel like there's no way that the Pacers have their starting lineup still playing at this point in the season. They seem like a cursed franchise. Uh, Then I think they will beat the Washington Wizards, who at this point, they're like they're not even playing for the um, the play in game. They're like clearly the 12th seed already. And Bradley Beal is uh, – you're going to have a lot of trade talks because Bradley Beal is going to be averaging like 31 points a game. His wife's going to be on Twitter just being like he needs more help. Kyle Kuzma is going to be to blame, um, obviously. Uh, and so I just think it's an easy win for the Celtics uh, heading into the final ho- uh, road trip of the season where they go at Chicago, at Milwaukee, at Memphis. Kind of a tough road trip to end the season with, honestly, if there's anything to play for at that time. So I'm going to go Bulls beat the Celtics. Um, It's going to be a close game. Vucevic is going to hit an and one hook shot over Robert Williams (laughs) to win the game. That famous Vucevic hook. It it won't be like, it it won't be like a last second game winner, but it'll be, it'll be deep in the final minute. Um, Then Milwaukee. Milwaukee's going to beat the actually no Milwaukee's going to be resting guys they'll be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference they'll be resting guys they won't need a W Celtics but the Celtics I feel like they might be resting guys at this time too I was going to say the same thing big big Aaron Neesmith game another big Aaron Neesmith game I predict 19 points for Neesmith Memphis is going to beat this I feel like Memphis the the Western Conference they're going to be playing for playoff position until the end and they are going to beat the Celtics. I think that's going to be one of those games where you're like, damn, Steven Adams is strong as hell. <laughs> What'd you have uh, for Milwaukee? I wasn't paying attention. A win and an Aaron Neesmith game. 
All right, John, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I think I think at this point the Celtics have locked up whatever seed they're going to lock up. So they're going to start resting guys. They're they're going to give T- Tatum and Brown. They're going to give them both those those Chicago and Milwaukee games off. I think Jay's right about Milwaukee also resting guys. I just think I'm just going to say Milwaukee's bench beats the Celtics bench. Um, so two losses there, and then I think the Memphis game will also be a loss. The Celtics will start their regulars because they've had a couple of games off. Uh, they will start their regulars. They will be up by 10 at the half, and then they'll sit everybody, and then Memphis comes back and wins the game. And people are going to be pissed off because it's going to be a meaningful game for Memphis. Someone's going to fall into the play-in game because of it, and people are going to look at the Celtics, and they're going to be like, hey, that's just tough. Should have done more. So, yeah, I'll say three losses to end the season. I agree with you. They're, Celtics will be resting players at this point. Chicago is still going to be playing for something. They lose that game. It's going to be a battle of the benches against Milwaukee. Peyton Pritchard scores at least 24 points and I would say at least eight assists in that game. Romeo Langford scores 16 on eight of eight shooting, all of them dunks. It's just eight dunks from Romeo Langford and just stellar defense the entire way. The Celtics win that game. And then uh, everyone rests on the final game of the season. They lose to Memphis, who is doing their damnedest to uh, get that eight seed. And they uh, they get it and they win that game. And so the Celtics uh, end the season. We all have the Celtics end the season on a loss. Uh, all right, Jay, I'm going to have you guess what you think you uh, – how many wins do you think you uh, predicted for the Celtics? 49. John, how many think you predicted? Um, I seriously, I'm, I must be up above 50. So at this point, which is, feels a little ridiculous, I'll say 51. All right. And I'm looking at my own spreadsheet, so I'm not going to guess. But Jay, you guessed they were going to be 47 and 35. That's, John, about, that's about what I think they're going to be. I, yeah. The kid's going to win this prediction game yet again. John, you went with a 53 and 29. So <sighs> six game difference between uh, you and that's... Jay. Way too optimistic. A lot of a lot of long win streaks in the early part of the season, and then me, the reasonable one, always steady, steady Eddie in the middle, fifty and thirty-two uh, is where I think the Celtics will finish. I just can't see the Celtics as a fifty-win team. I got I got to revise these picks. It's um, I'm I've picked probably five wins too many, but I think their like their highest potential is uh, fifty wins, and so I'm I'm feeling good about where I have them. I picked I I felt like I did a good job scheduling in a lot of dumb losses against teams they absolutely should beat because I feel like that's a normal part of the NBA season. But generally, really any of these uh, things would not surprise. Maybe fifty three wins would surprise me, but uh, that would uh, wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> I think the Celtics will be in the general region of the upper 40s uh, if I had to predict uh, where they're going to finish. We'll finish it off. You just did have to predict. And And I did. And I did. If I had to do it, I would have done it the way I did it. (laughs) I think the Celtics will get the four seed in the Eastern Conference. Jay, John, where do you think they'll finish? I think think they could finish third. I, I think there's there's room for either Philly to struggle more than they, you know, more than people anticipate with all of this. I think there's room for Milwaukee to 
really coast through the first half of the season and, and ramp themselves up. Uh, Brooklyn, I, I think, is, is unless they suffer some big injuries, that doesn't even matter what happens with Kyrie. But I do think that Kyrie is ultimately going to get vaccinated and he's going to join the team. I think he's been setting himself up for that. So I think he's going to join the team and they're going to go on a, a bit of a run later in the season. Did you guys see that clip of him playing flag football? <laughs> no. no. Yeah, there's a clip on TMZ, I think, of him playing flag football. And his quarterback just fucking missed him. Just fucking missed him. <laughs> Kyrie ran a great route, was wide open, and the quarterback threw just a bum-ass Geno Smith-type quarterback. <laughs> Kyrie needs to get some better talent around him. On For the a guy football. who doesn't like hoopla, that guy sure participates in a lot of hoopla. Yes. Yes, he does. You guys got to watch. It's like a grainy video film <laughs> from like across the street of Kyrie, Kyrie playing flag football. Oh god! And running a single route. That's that's so, fantastic stuff. So yeah, so I think that there's room. Either Milwaukee or Philly is is primed to like I I've been saying all along that I think Milwaukee is is primed to have like a, a fourth seed type of finish because they've just cruised through the early part of the season and are, will ramp themselves up and everyone will look at them and be like, that's not really a fourth seed. That's, that's really a, you know, a two seed. And, and so I think there's room for one team in the East to leapfrog where you should be the fourth seed, but leap into the, you know, third or even second, depending on how, uh, I mean, with a 53-win season, that that's definitely in the so cards. Celtics, yeah, I mean, if the, if I'm right on, if, if if my optimistic, like, gee, and I wasn't even drinking for this one, <laughs> uh, if, if my 53-win prediction, which I'm absolutely not comfortable with, uh, comes to fruition, then, yeah, maybe the Celtics do leapfrog somebody and sneak into a second or a third seed. But I would say fourth is generally where they should end up. Yeah, I, I think this, like you said, I think the Sixers are the most likely to slip just because all the nonsense that's happening around them, the way they finished last season still kind of just leaves a stink. And now they have Brent Simmons. Who knows if he's going to play for them? I think there's room for regression in New York. I think there's room for regression in Atlanta, even though four or five seems right about right for them. I think Celtics will be in the mix for like four or five seed with Atlanta and um Miami and maybe a three seed if like if the Nets are unhealthy and Kyrie doesn't play for a while and that situation stays wrong I concur I concur I think uh we've made a lot of sense in the last two and a half hours we've spent podcasting yeah this has been so fucking long exercise uh if anyone has listened to the entire season prediction we sincerely thank you for uh joining us (laughs) Uh, for this nonsense ride we take every single year. Uh, subscribe to Locked On Celtics. Subscribe to Anything is Potable. And don't forget that the Celtics are looking to hire an in-arena host. And please, I think it works perfectly. I, it's the job I was born to uh, have. Please tweet at the Celtics. Anything we can do to try and get me this position, um, that will do it. And uh, guys, I just have one last question. Is Jam yes, Packard yes, being yes, the in-arena host potable? <laughs> yes. And I